couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and we are back. We are, after a very short-lived free agency, we are officially part of a new podcast network, Variety Sports Network. You see that up here. Uh, thank you to them. We have you know StreamYard back up and running. We will be continuing the live streams going out everywhere. So, uh, gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through play of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and just kind of wrap up where the rest of the, the regular season stands with us for at this point. Uh, this was a tough game. We faced off against Philly, no JB, no Time Lord, and Embiid went off. And we still managed to make this a two-point game. People got to be feeling pretty good about it. I know people are just going to go back and complain anyway because it was a loss. However, this was a pretty solid game overall. Defensively, offensively it was fine. Uh, they did their job for the most part. You're just shorthanded. You're shorthanded. You're missing a lot of points uh, without JB in this one. Uh, we're going to, you know, you got to give player of the game to Derek White, right? This was as impressive as we've seen in a long time from him. And again, that's saying something. Uh, it's saying something. He was the only starter that was a positive in the plus minus. He was a plus four. Uh, the only one that had a better plus minus than him was Mike Muscala, believe it or not, played 13 minutes. Uh, but Derek White, really good in this one. 26 points, seven rebounds, four assists, really solid. Nine of 18 from the field, four of 10 from three. So you're talking 50% from the field, 40% from three, four of four from the free throw line. 50, 40, 100. Uh, so really overall solid game from Derek White. Uh, and it's unfortunate because obviously he went off, did his thing in that fourth quarter. He had 11 points at the end of the third, ended with 26. We had 15 points in that third, in that fourth quarter. He was doing everything. He was willing the Celtics back into this game because, I mean, let's face it, Joel Embiid, torched the Celtics all night long. Uh, really all, overall solid game from Derek White, though. You know, outside of him, you know, you've got Malcolm Brogdon, who I thought played really well in this. 18 points, four rebounds, three assists. Uh, he was another one, pretty efficient. Seven to 16 from the field, two of four from three. Did miss a couple free throws. He was only two of four from there. But overall, he's another one. Plus three in the plus minus. So you've got... Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, both in the positive territory, not a single starter there was. Jason Tatum played 38 minutes in this one. He was a minus 13. We're going to talk about him in the second half of this podcast. Wasn't a good game. Did play pretty well defensively. I'll give him that. Had three steals in this one. Uh, got his hands in some passing lanes. Thought he played pretty well straight up most of the night defensively. Offensively, he was a mess. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, you've got Grant Williams, I thought was solid in this one, 10 points, three, re three rebounds. I'm sorry, two rebounds, three assists, four, seven from the field, two or four from three. He had one basket that was massive. Uh, he had a great drive Euro finish to go up 79, 77. Uh, then he also had a huge corner three from Marcus smart to make it 98, 95 with a minute, 10 left. So 
he stepped up. You know, he made a big shot. He also will be in the negative section for a pretty boneheaded play. We'll get there later on. Uh, outside of that, Marcus Smart, fine. You know, he was pretty good in this one. 17 points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal. Had a huge deal on Harden late in this game. Uh, seven to 15 from the field, two of seven from three. Again, probably edging at the, the very top of that three-point attempts mark with seven there. But, you know, two of seven is not the worst thing in the world. Uh, overall, you know, there's really – there's not a lot much else to talk about in the positives. This is a game, again, no Jalen Brown, uh, no Robert Williams, and the Celtics kept it close. Defensively, I think the Celtics did a really good job. Every time we play Philly, the game plan is let Joel Embiid cook try to shut down everyone else. And they did that for the most part. You know, I'll give, you know, PJ Tucker a lot of credit. He had three massive three-pointers in that fourth quarter. He ended the night with 11 points. Nine of them came in the last three minutes. So outside of him, you've got James Harden, who had 20 points, and that's it. You look at Tobias Harris, five. Maxi five. Uh, McDaniels, eight. George Nyang, zero. Danwell House, zero. Reed, two. Melton, zero. The Celtics game plan. Every time we play Philly, let Embiid cook, shut down everyone else. They did that. They did that. Couple timely threes from P.J. Tucker. Give him credit. James Harden, you know, wasn't super efficient in this one. Still had 20 and 10. He had 10 assists, 20 rebounds, 20 points. Uh, overall solid game, but that's less than what you would expect from a James Harden type performance. All right. So overall, I think the Celtics defensively did exactly what you want to do. They just need to score more than 101 points. And that's what this game boils down to. Uh, overall, I think Joe Missoula did a pretty good job making adjustments in this game. Early on, he went with Cornette and Mike Muscala and they weren't really doing well. You know, Muscalo being a plus six, you know, so be it. I mean, he was there when the Celtics were playing well. Get a lot of credit to Derek White for that. Uh, but Luke Cornett was miserable. We'll talk about him. However, once the fourth quarter came, Missoula made an adjustment, went with Blake Griffin. Now, this is the front end of a back-to-back, -back, meaning Al Horford likely going to the bench next game, right? Meaning. Blake Griffin, probably going to get that start, right? So I was not expecting to see much of Blake Griffin in this one because of him potentially starting next game. Cornette was playing so poorly that Missoula made the adjustment, started, Grant, uh, started Blake in the fourth, and it was instant energy. The Celtics outscored Philly 34-31 in that fourth quarter. A lot of it stemmed from Blake Griffin, uh, he had two offensive rebounds in this and an assist. Uh, it was also a plus four on the plus minus. So led the led the team behind Muscala, tied with White. Uh, but really, like Blake played really, really solid minutes in this one. Really solid minutes. He only played eight. Uh, but when it came down to it, his minutes were as impactful as anyone else's. You now outside of you know Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. 
Uh, but really solid, solid minutes from Blake Griffin in this one. Defensively, he had a huge steal also uh, against Embiid down the stretch. Defensively, I mean, again, it's it's hard to guard a guy like Embiid. There's really no one in the NBA that has an answer for this dude, which is probably the reason that he is the leading MVP candidate. Blake Griffin made a couple nice defensive plays, uh, but overall it's the hustle. It's all of the energy plays that Blake is making that, really stood out in this one. Uh, but the Celtics didn't do enough. You know, they moved the ball fairly well in this one. They had 28 assists on 38 makes. Overall, solid. However, it comes down to make or miss league, and the Celtics missed a lot more than they made. Uh, so we're going to dive in all of it. Before we dive into some of the negatives here, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so I want to talk through some of the negatives here. You have to start with Jason Tatum, right? This is a game, no Jalen Brown, uh, no Robert Williams. I was fully expecting for Jason Tatum to absolutely go off. I was expecting him 30-plus points in this one. He ended with 19 and a team worst minus 13 in 38 minutes. Jason Tatum was bad, bad in this one. The fact that the Celtics were significantly better with him off the court than on the court is saying something very rarely does that happen, right? He is one of the best in the NBA. As far as plus minus goes tonight, not, not that case seven of 20 from the field, two of eight from three, three of five from the free throw line missed two big free throws, but it's not just him missing shots that frustrated me with this game. There was a game. There was a point in this game. Celtics were rolling. Right, This was in the midst of Derek White going off, doing his thing in that fourth quarter. Jason Tatum wasted about 15 seconds in an ISO situation just to brick a step back three. That was when we were up 88-84. Then Embiid scored right after. And then after that, he was one of two from the free throw line to tie the game at 89 with three and a half left uh, or 313 left. But Jason Tatum just wasn't making any of the right plays. He was throwing up bad shots. He was reverting back to iso ball. And when the Celtics were moving the ball so well, and that's the reason that they got back in this game, he stopped that. He was the ball stopper in this one. 
and you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Obviously, he had a chance at the end to tie the game. Tough shot. Derek White wide open in the corner or wide open right near where he threw the ball in. Uh, I don't know if two seconds is enough to even get it, dribble and find Derek White. I don't know if that's the case. Jason Tatum had a shot. It was tough. He missed. So be it. Uh, outside of him, though, Grant Williams overall, I think, played a solid game. Right? There was one play that really shouldn't have happened. And Embiid, I'll give Grant credit on this one. Embiid elbowed him right to the face. Grant goes down, no foul. Embiid hits the shot. Grant gets teed up. Right? This is basically when things just stopped for the Celtics. You've got. Uh, you've got two corner threes from PJ Tucker back to back. And then you've got the Embiid bucket after elbowing Grant. Grant gets a technical giving Harden another free throw. So this is a, a what do we got? Seven zero run now, 96, 89, right? Seven Oh run in a matter of 30 seconds. And part of it was because of Grant, right? I don't know if Grant should have went down. I don't know if Grant should have just held his ground, but either way, he gave up the bucket to Embiid, then he gets the technical, and then he gives Harden another easy bucket, another easy free throw, right? And that was basically where the game just stopped for the Celtics. They made it really hard for themselves to come back after giving up a 7-0 run in a matter of 30 seconds. Now, give the Celtics a ton of credit in this one because you've got... Marcus Smart making a couple huge plays. He got fouled, hit his first free throw, got his second ridiculous free throw, uh, and ended up kicking it out to Horford, who then kicked it out to White, who hit the three. And that made it 103-101. Gave the Celtics a chance. Then we forced a turnover uh, because Grant actually drew another offensive foul on Embiid. So with two seconds left, we had the opportunity to make the game tying bucket game winning bucket and this is also what's frustrating to me right two seconds left and you draw a play where jason tatum is getting it a kind of a mid-range baseline jumper why not either go for the win because we're in a back-to-back situation go for the three get Derek white not like make him not the one inbounding throw a guy like sam hauser in there uh and try to get something going. And we didn't see it. We didn't see it. It wasn't, to me, it wasn't the right play call. Uh, Jason Tatum still had an opportunity. And honestly, I, I don't know if it got all messed up because Marcus Smart was there and it looked like he fell down. So maybe that play was just a screwed up play because Marcus Smart fell and Jason Tatum was forced to improvise. If that's what happened, so be it. Guys fall, guys trip. It is what it is. Uh, to me, it was just a weird sort of decision at that moment of the game. Based off of based off of how the rest of the game went, it seems weird to me that you're going Jason Tatum, mid-range baseline jumper. Mid-range, not his thing. Baseline jumper takes away the backboard, a little bit more of a challenging shot, right? And it was heavily contested. Try to get something at the rim. All season long, we've seen Jason Tatum out in the backcourt, right? 
trying to get downhill. We started against Philly, actually, and that's when we won against Philly. It was off of that Jason Tatum inbounds play. Obviously, Philly has seen it. The whole NBA has seen it. They've ran it like three times this season. They're probably not going to run the exact same play, but the premise is still there. Try to get something going towards the rim. This was Jason Tatum going away from the rim, hence the needed fadeaway. So to me, I don't like the play call at the end. But again, it could have been a broken play because of Marcus Smart falling. So overall, tough game to lose. Never want to lose it. We are pretty much eliminated from the opportunity of getting first place at this point. Uh, After tonight's loss, Milwaukee uh, also won. We are three games behind them. Yeah, we've got three games left. Not even possible. We'd have to win out. Milwaukee would have to lose out, which extremely unlikely. I'm just going to go out and say it's absolutely not going to happen. Uh, so right now we've got a two-game lead over Philly. Uh, they also have three games left, but we also have the tiebreaker. So same situation. We need to lose out. They need to win out for us to be in anywhere but two. So at the end of this game, we're pretty much locked into that two seed, which not the worst thing in the world. Uh, right now, you're looking at the play-in situation. Uh, obviously, as the one seed, they're going to play the winner of the 9-10 game, which is the Raptors-Bulls. Uh, and then the two seed plays the winner of the 7-8 game, which right now, Miami-Atlanta. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that can kind of switch here. Toronto could potentially move up to that eight spot. Brooklyn could potentially fall down into that seven spot. Miami could potentially go up to six. So right now you're looking at potentially Brooklyn, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto. Those are the four teams that really have a possibility of a first round matchup. I like our chances, right? This game to me, I'm not worried about it in the slightest. No Jalen Brown, no Robert Williams. And honestly, you saw limited minutes from some guys anyway, right? We went with a very deep lineup knowing that we have a back-to-back game tomorrow and we still made it really close. Not worried about this game. Doesn't mean much as far as seedings go. Honestly, at that point, we'd be two and a half games behind Milwaukee and we're still kind of praying for a miracle in order to take the one seed. You know, yes, Philly is a little bit closer than they would have been. But even then, again, still need a miracle for Philly in order to make it up to the to the two seed. So Celtics are in a good spot. Celtics are in a good spot overall right now. Uh, and that's where we're going to wrap things up. You know, overall, the Celtics, you know, losing a tough one, it doesn't mean much as far as, you know, standings go, as far as regular season goes. You want to see more from Tatum, especially in these nights when Jalen Brown's not playing. Uh, but Jalen Brown's going to be playing in the playoffs. There's no answer for this Celtics team. Got to give a lot of credit. Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, they are two different players. Obviously, we had White last year. Uh, he wasn't the same Derek White. Still getting acclimated uh, to the team. He got, obviously, here at the trade deadline. He is a completely different player this year than he was last year. Malcolm Brogdon, huge addition that we did not have last year. This is a much better Celtics team than people want to give them credit for. Uh, 54 and 25 at this point in the season. Really, really solid season 
for Joe Mazzulla and the Celtics team. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. It's up to 39,000 members at this point. Uh, and then make sure to follow the YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And as always, make sure to rate, review the podcast, five-star, written reviews. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?